What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of In the Nick of Time. I am your host, Nikki, and I and time is a gift that we should not waste. So let's get right into it. I hope you guys have had a great week. I did. I have one more work day, which is today. But uh, all is well, and I hope all is well with you as well. So I want to start this episode off with a prayer, and then we'll get right into uh, what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, Let's let's pray, guys. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today with thanksgiving on my heart, thanking you for allowing me to see another day. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that in in this podcast that someone will be encouraged, I thank you, Lord, for encouraging me and giving me the strength to even do this. I thank you, Lord, that you are allowing me to glorify you, your name. And, Lord, I thank you for allowing me to be a vessel. And I pray that I will always be available for your service. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for our young people. I pray that we will, as older people, will teach our children in which the way they should go. Uh, I I have been saying that church is not the answer in my podcast, and I've stated that it's not um, a series. It is something that I want people to get an understanding of. First of all, I want to start off by saying I am not a licensed anything. I don't have a Ph.D., and I talk about the truth in the word of God, but I am not a preacher. So you probably say, Nikki, why in the world should we listen to you if you don't have any qualifications, any credentials? Well, I can tell you I do have a PRWG. A personal relationship with God. And in this episode, I want to talk about listening to our young people. Because they can teach us something. And in the family of Christ, we are all one. Now, in your biological family, you would probably say, I need to talk more about the parents because it starts with them. And that's true. And that's true. But the children are a legacy. When the parents get older, when the parents leave this earth, they carry on. And what you taught them, they will either wreak havoc or make the world a better place. So what do I want listeners to take from this episode? I want my listeners to understand what God wants from our young people. I hear us cuz even I do it. You know, I look at our young people and I and I feel sometimes that there is no hope. But 
I have to ask myself, what do we need to do to help our young people, first of all? Now, I'm not a parent. And there again, you probably say, well, why would we listen to you? Because once again, I have a PRWG, a personal relationship with God. I don't, I don't want to give you a personal opinion in this podcast. So, what does God want from our children and his children? Let's look at Luke chapter 2. Starting at verse 41. What does he want from our children? I'm not going to read all this. I would just say, I just want to tell you what he wants from our children. So I will go, I'm going to start at verse 48. But you can go in your own time and start at verse uh, 41 in chapter 2 of Luke and see what the whole context of the scripture is about. But I'll paraphrase a little bit first before I give you the answer to the first point that I want to make. Jesus and his parents had traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. Jesus, in the process of them returning home, stayed back and was conversing with higher, older intellectual people, amazing them with his knowledge, his wisdom. And when his parents found him, they asked him, why did he worry them like that? And what I want to get to is Jesus' response. And Jesus' response was, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So what does God want from our children? When we're training our children up, what does God want from our children? He wants from our children, he wants them to be about his business. And what does that entail? That means obeying your parents. When you obey God and your parents, then you learn how to obey other authority figures. Even when you go to school and the teacher is probably, you feel like it's picking on you. When you obey God, you obey your parents. You know how to deal with them. Because look at what he said. I'm pretty sure she was fussing at him. In a sense. Because she said, why did you do this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. So I'm pretty sure she was, they were worried. They were in stress. But he said, did you not know that I had, I was going to be about my father's business? But the first, but after that, even though he said all of that, it said, but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. So he obeyed them. Even though he felt like 
I'm not doing anything wrong. So why are you why are you upset? Why are you distressed? Why are you fussing at me? What did I do wrong? It didn't continue. He went back home with them and he was obedient to them. So what does God want? He wants them to be about his business. That entails being obedient to your parents. Honoring your father and mother. That's the first thing because when you teach them and they respect you and obey you, they're going to take care of you in your older years. And that's what you want. That's what God wants. That's what God sees. That's what it means by honoring your father and your mother. Now, the second point. Our children have a voice. We must hear them. Now, Jesus' parents were upset, I'm pretty sure. But they heard him out. And what did she do with that, with what he said? She did not understand the statement, but she kept all these things in her heart. So what things did she keep in her heart? The fact that he said he must be about his father's business. The fact that he stayed back and the way that he was conversing with those older intellects that let her know. My child is something special. She kept those things in her heart because she was not going to hinder the voice that Jesus heard had because she knew that his voice must be heard. And that's what we have to do. We have to teach our children not to be disrespectful but that they have a voice and that their voice needs to be heard. And when you see your children, you're always teaching them right from wrong. And you never hinder their progress. You never hinder them from doing the will of God or doing what is right. You never do that. And she kept those things in her heart. Why? Because check this out. She she had to keep those things in her heart. She had to. Because a time will come where she come full circle and fully understand what he was talking about. And why he stayed back. And what it meant for him to be about his father's business. In John chapter 19 verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother. And the disciple whom he loved standing by. He said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. 
And from that hour, the disciples took her to his own home. So Jesus is about to die. He's about to be nailed to the cross. And so now it's coming full circle, what he was saying. Did you not know that I have to be about my father's business? So keeping those things in her heart, she had to understand that. Now, when you get to John chapter 19, the gospel of John, he's telling his mother, hey, now you must understand that you got to look upon this man now as your son. And he told his disciple whom he loved, look, this is your mother. And you all must embrace each other now as family. So we have to teach our children that though you have biological family members, when they learn the love of they can, they're going to go out to into society with that same love. And when that love is spreaded, you won't see things like 19-year-old young men taking semi-automatic weapons and committing crimes, unthinkable crimes, shooting people for no reason. And we say we don't understand why. But the truth of the matter is, we try, we try to do things on our own. And we can lie to ourselves, we can say we're doing the best that we can. And some people probably are. And, and no one, and I'm not saying by any means that if you read the Bible to your child every day and pray with your child every day, that everything is going to be peaches and cream. And that your children are not going to make mistakes. We human beings, we're going to make mistakes. But when they know God and they're mature in the Lord, they learn and they grow from their mistakes. And they will come back to 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 their senses. And they will return to what is right. And once again, I'm not going to give you my opinion. And I'm not even trying to convince you of anything. But I can show you that there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And what we're teaching our kids is very important. And understanding our kids and that they have a voice. And making sure that even when they make mistakes, that you're ready to advise them and teach them and help them and guide them back to what is right. And you don't exasperate them. You don't discourage them. You don't put them down. You don't make them think that they are not special at any point. And they will make mistakes. But when they make those mistakes, they will return to their senses. 
and I want to give you, I want God to speak to you on that, on that, and this, and that, about that. I want God to speak to you about that. I don't want you to, to, to say Nikki said anything. I want you to, to, to listen to, to God. I'm going to let, what does God say? Now in Luke, <clears throat> chapter 15, beginning at verse 11. It says, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the paws that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. So he returned. He returned to his senses. So our children have a voice, and we must hear them. Know that our children are impressionable. Know that when you're you giving them the world, that you're giving them access to a lot of things that can harm them if you're not paying attention. If you don't know what they're watching on YouTube and you give them a tablet and just let them sit idly by, if you don't know what they're scrolling through and looking at on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all these different platforms, and you don't know what they're listening to, what they're seeing, what they're being, what they're engaging in, what they're being exposed to, and in that process you're losing them. And you're not listening to them. And you're not allowing them to tell you, well, why do you think like this? Why do you want to listen to the music that you're listening to? Do you hear the words? Don't knock on anybody who who makes music and and feel like they're telling their story but 
if your child is being exposed to rappers glorifying carrying a semi-automatic weapon around and 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 we don't want to blame anybody it's not about blaming anybody i want to encourage us to listen to our children's voices what are the what are these young rappers screaming what are they saying why do they fear to the point where they feel like I always got to be on guard I don't have any peace why do our children not feel safe to even speak the truth or say what the truth is. Why do our children feel like they have to fit in or they're nobodies? So when we teach our children, our children know that even if they encounter the, the, the mean teacher, the hateful teacher, the mean kids at school, when they come home, they come home to peace. They don't come home and you sit them in front of the TV and give them a cold, a, 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 a TV dinner and, and put them in front of the TV or the tablet or the video games and that's it. You let them know that they have peace. So that brings me to my third point. With that, when they're able to come home and know that they're safe, they need to know that when they can trust you, they need to know that they can trust you. Because when they trust you, trust God, that when they trust you and trust that you because you trust God, they will never depart from your teaching. So, you have to build that trust so that they know that they can talk to you. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up your child in the, way, in, in the ways in which they should go. And when they get older, they will not depart from them. So that means when you teach them, you're teaching them so that they can mature to a point that when they get older, you don't have to be anything but their advisor. Because they know that they can trust you, they can still come to you and you can advise them and they'll listen because they know that you listen to them and they know that they can trust you. And I didn't have a fourth point, but I want to make this fourth point because it's very important. Never get tired of answering your children's questions. Never get tired of asking your children, answering your children's questions. Because once again, As I stated earlier, 
the internet, Google, Facebook, Twitter, all of these places. When they decide to answer your question, when they decide to answer your children's question, they're not going to be giving them the right answers. Because on the internet, you're going to see things like it's okay to uh, put your hands on somebody. It's okay as a woman to always be argumentative. Teaching our young ladies that being strong means I'm always fighting and combative and ready to go to war with the men, with every man that comes in contact that I come in contact with. The internet is teaching our young men that it's okay to have extramarital affairs. The internet teaches that you don't need to be married in order to have a committed relationship. The internet teaches that, teaches our young women that it's okay to be a baby mama. The internet teaches that when somebody crosses you, don't forgive them. You blast them and you make sure you you let them know what they've done. And let them know that you will never deal with them again. That's what the internet is teaching our children. The internet is 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 full of you're watching professional athletes in practice punching on one another. Where's the professionalism? And they're more worried about that should have been hidden from the public. But you know why it was exposed? And you know what it exposes? It exposes us as people as always feeling like we got to fight and we got to be on the defensive. And it done, the internet is not teaching our children the way in which they should fight. The way in which it's beneficial to them. So that this world can be a better place. And it was something interesting that I came across. And I want you all to hear this. And going to end my podcast with this because I think it's very, very, very important. Uh, This is a 
12-year-old Princess Elizabeth um, in the 1940s they had a children's broadcast and she was brought on to speak because at this point World War II was about to begin because London had just been bombed and uh, her parents chose to stay back and help those people and a lot of children and their families had to flee to other countries and this is what a 13 year old Princess Elizabeth had to say on air this was in 1940 I want you guys to hear it
Now, I know you probably saying, what in the world? But I, I wanted you, my listeners, to hear that because I thought it was very intriguing. I thought it was very important that we understand that we need to listen to our children because they can teach us something. And how do they teach us? By showing us that if we don't teach them right from wrong, that they will embarrass us. But if we teach them right, they will be a crown, like a crown on our head. And we will be so, so profoundly excited and honored and praised because we have taught our children and they have shown what we have taught them. You don't want your kids to be an embarrassment. Listen to them. And make sure that you're paying attention. Because they will show you up and embarrass you. Or they will honor you and praise you. And and they will represent you in such a way that God will honor you. Not man, not the world. But that God will honor you because he will be pleased with you. So guys, I love you. God loves you. I pray that something was said that will encourage us to listen to our young people and learn something. So let's reprogram our thinking. Let's get back to love. Let's recover the life that the devil tries to steal from us each and every day. Let's live a godly lifestyle. And remember, God may not be there when you want him, but he'll be there in the nick of time.